the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley, and my mission is to help busy, burnt-out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, my friends. Welcome to your Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Haley. And as always, I'm an excited bean to be here. And today we are going to be talking about something that is super near and dear to my soul. And that is perfectionism. So perfectionism is... I always kind of joke that I'm a recovering perfectionist, and I would say that that's, that holds true. I'm always working towards healthy striving and towards identifying when perfectionism creeps into my life in a way that is unhealthy and not supportive of me or my goals. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the difference between perfectionism and healthy striving today. I think a lot of times when these get compared in whether it's psychology or counseling, perfectionism gets compared to excellence and, you know, it's perfectionism versus excellence. I don't love that idea because excellence feels like an end goal. You know, I will feel a certain way once I have achieved X, you know, the excellence is something that you're striving towards versus just this idea and concept of healthy striving. It's not like achieving award or being at the top of the ladder or getting that one thing, which is kind of what the word excellence screams to me. Healthy striving to me is just always working on that 1% better, always working on showing up 1% better, the compound effect. Healthy striving to me really feels like personal growth, feels like personal development. And it also feels like self-love because I really believe that healthy striving, that seeing your potential and working towards that is one of the greatest forms of self-love. And I think one of the greatest forms of self-sabotage or, you know, self-inflicted damage comes from our inability or our unwillingness to look for our potential or our room to grow. So let's talk about perfectionism. But first, I kind of want to talk about what perfectionism can lead to because it's not really talked about very often, you know? And I think perfectionism itself as a whole is just blasted to us on every angle, from every billboard, from every commercial. It's all over social media. It's all over Facebook. You know, it's like, to me, when I look at a billboard for like a makeup commercial or lingerie or even, you know, restaurants, you know, the food even looks perfect. Perfectionism is something that I think we kind of see misportrayed around us in the world because it doesn't show the messiness. Those meals don't show all the years and failed cooking dishes or, you know, the mess all over the kitchen before those perfect brownies came out of the oven. 
you know, the highlight reel isn't showing all the failed attempts or the mismatched outfits before that perfect outfit was determined. The perfect photo from the photo shoot. There was 300 photos taken for that one seemingly perfect photo to show up that's been edited a million times. You know what I mean? It's like perfectionism is just blasted at us from every angle, but it's not showing us the progression that got us to that appearance of looking perfect. So in my mind, if you look at the whole picture, it was never perfect. And that's what makes it whole. And I think that's you as a human as well, is that you not being perfect is what makes you whole. It's what makes you human. It's what makes you a human being. And perfectionism, you guys, is very strongly, in scientific literature, it's strongly connected to depression, anxiety, life paralysis, which would be procrastination. It is also very strongly correlated with negative emotions, such as sadness, guilt, shame, lack of self-worth, lack of confidence. And so when I look at perfectionism, I really see how it had manifested in my life. Perfectionism is also strongly correlated with people who have addictive behaviors, oftentimes to avoid those feelings of discomfort. So they're looking to numb the feelings of shame or, you know, lack or lack of worth, looking to hide those feelings of not enoughness in food or alcohol or in other such addictions, maybe nicotine. But the strong correlation is, is definitely relevant for disordered eating as well as addictions when it comes to perfectionism. And for me, definitely manifested as disordered eating. And I think part of that is trying to seek control and then also wanting to be perfect and seemingly failing at both. So let's talk about what perfectionism really is. So when I think about perfectionism, I think of it as like other focused. What will they think of me? What can I do to get people to like me more? That's how I see perfectionism. I see healthy striving as self-focused. How can I improve? How can I be the best version of myself? And I like to also be able to see that self-focused as part of the greater good. So how can I improve myself to be better for the whole? I also really like this idea because I think perfectionism is very self-serving. It's not to be better for the whole, but it's to be better accepted, perhaps. And Brene Brown talks about this in a very beautiful way where she talks about perfectionism as armor or a shield. And I'm going to get into that in a few minutes. So I kind of see perfectionism as strongly linked to the all or nothing mindset. All or nothing thinking is a very powerful cognitive distortion. And all or nothing thinking is really like it's perfect or it's a disaster. It's black or white thinking, success or a failure. And when we look at perfectionism, when it comes to what I do, which is coaching, perfectionism will sneak in to our brains, especially when we're getting started on something new. I want to be perfect at this. And a lot of times in coaching, I see it in my clients is like, I want to be perfect to make my coach happy. But that is other focused. What will my coach think versus how can I be 1% better this week? Or how can I show up for myself to feel proud? That's what's super important. And that's what I really hope to instill in every single one of my clients. And that's why we teach people to overcome all or nothing thinking, to step away from that black or white and to allow their world to be full of color. So it's not just perfect or a disaster. You know, there's the opportunity to learn and there's also those little wins and big successes along the way. So perfectionism, I also see connected very strongly, not just to all or nothing thinking, but I also see it to fixed versus growth mindset where we have the fixed mindset of people are born with talent 
rather than they've worked towards it and that people just get lucky that have had success. That's a very fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, which I think is fully supported by healthy striving when we're focused on how can I improve? Because growth mindset believes that we can do better. We can learn, we can grow, we can adapt, we can expand, we can acquire. That is really all about healthy striving, right? And I think that's supported by a growth mindset. So I kind of see in the roots of perfectionism, I see a fixed mindset and I also see all or nothing thinking there as well. So when we talk about perfectionism, we really see setting unachievable standards. We also see when we set goals that those goals feel intimidating and they feel heavy instead of energizing, exciting, or motivating because perfectionism makes us afraid that we're not going to meet our own standards. So setting unachievable high standards, setting goals that are perhaps too lofty. And I think setting big goals, you guys, is really key. I think it's really important to be successful. You don't want to set the bar too low because then you're never striving for that. You're not striving to be bigger than you are. And we also often underestimate our own capabilities. But I think that when we set standards that are so unachievable that we feel afraid that we are going to fail. And that fear itself draws us towards negative thinking because we're looking for the reasons we might fail. And that is a very slippery slope to negative self-talk and negative affirmation. I've talked about positive affirmation a lot before, but negative affirmation is affirming to ourselves, I'm just not smart enough, I'm just not good enough. Those are the negative affirmations that may come up for you if you set something that's unachievable in your sights or that you see as unachievable at that time. Again, with perfectionism, that external motivation, I kind of see please, like pleasing people, performing, acting a certain way, and trying to perfect. So you're trying to twist or manipulate other people's perception. And that is, well, quite frankly, exhausting and also impossible because you're not in the inside of their brain. So perfectionism, it's externally motivated because what we're looking to do is have everyone around us accept us. We're maybe afraid of their criticism. So we feel that if we're perfect, we'll be able to escape other people's criticism or judgment. And that is really a strong driving force of perfectionism. Perfectionism is also very well, I guess the word would be determined by how you feel when you don't meet the standards. For example, you set the goal to go to the gym four, five, four times this week, and you only make it three. If you are operating from healthy striving, your mindset would be, I made it to the gym three times this week. I'm so proud of myself. Next week, I am going to have better time management so that I can make it four times. Versus perfectionism, which would be like, oh my God, I failed. I only made it to the gym three times this week. I didn't make it four times. I'm a failure. I'm just not motivated enough. I don't have good time management. I'm not committed. So you can see how perfectionism puts us on a very slippery slope because you're always going to feel bad about the outcome if it's not perfect. Perfectionism, I also see this when people have a really hard time taking responsibility and need a lot of reassurance. So if you're always seeking validation, always asking other people for their advice instead of listening to your own intuition, and I don't mean that in a way that like I think it's good to ask questions and I think that it's really good to be curious and inquire. But I think that when you're seeking reassurance or asking questions before you make a decision because you value that other person's opinion more than your own, that's when perfectionism is sneaking into your life in an unhealthy way. And when someone else perhaps critiques you or gives you feedback, you see it as criticism and judgment 
rather than just feedback, right? Because if we're operating from a place of healthy striving, if someone gives me constructive criticism, often my first reaction is, fuck you. I'm not even kidding. Because I am a recovering perfectionist. And everyone listening to this probably just laughed, but it's true. In my brain, if someone tells me to correct or fix something, my initial reaction is, fuck you. And then I put my ego down. I don't, I mean, like 99.9% of the time, I'm not actually going to say or respond like that. Catch me on an off day, that 0.01%, maybe. But usually I catch myself as soon as that feeling comes up of resistance towards their feedback or their, their critique. And in that moment, I get to decide how to interpret that information. And I can see, oh, wow, this person is really trying to help me by providing me feedback to help me become better. That is a healthy, striving attitude. This person is in my working for me in my best interest by providing me insight so that I can see this from a different angle and approach this differently or take action in a new way. And so I see constructive feedback as a really, really positive thing in my life, even though that sneaky perfectionist attitude comes in almost immediately every time it goes, fuck you. I'm right. My ego is there trying to protect me. It wants me to be perfect. It wants me to know everything. It wants me to have all the answers, but I need to back down and go, okay, so I'm just putting up some armor here because I want to be right. My ego wants to be right. I want to validate my own knowledge, my intelligence, my expertise, whatever it is, by being right. But instead of taking that approach, healthy striving is the ability to accept that feedback wholeheartedly and embrace it and learn from other people to be able to grow and to be able to acquire that knowledge for the greater good, right? And I think that is the best thing. And there's some judgy people out there that are just going to throw out their comments that are super unwarranted. And I think we all know those people, the Karens in the background. Sorry, Karen. If your name's Karen, I apologize. <laughs> there's some, I've met some really lovely Karens in my life. Funny story on Karen, you guys. Uh, Tyler Yorko, who you guys have heard on my podcast a couple of times. We did a reel on Instagram where the two of us, it was just a joke. On the, on the treadmill where I was on the, exactly the stair climber. I was walking on the stairs and he comes up and asks how long it's going to be. And I'm like, 15 minutes. And he was like, really that long? Can we just kind of just work in with you? And I'm like, okay, how are we going to do that? And so he jumps on the stair climber behind me. And it's all a joke, obviously. And in the comments, we have a Karen that comments that this is why girls can't go to the gym because of creeps like you. And it, it blew up the post. It had like over 50,000 views and it was absolutely hilarious. So Karen out there, I'm sure you're kind and I apologize, but that Karen's comment was very fitting and very funny and also got that video a lot of traction and I just had to throw that in here. So, okay, back to where we're at. Healthy striving versus perfectionism. So let's talk a little bit about the feeling of never being enough because that's something I've struggled with, honestly, my entire life. Belief that you have to live perfect and that you're going to avoid pain of blame judgment, shame, discomfort. That is what we're looking to avoid when we don't feel like enough. And that is where perfectionism sneaks in through those cracks. I don't feel like enough. I'm going to try and be perfect so that I can feel enough in my life. And that perfectionism is the shield that we're trying to protect ourselves with. But when we try and protect ourselves with a shield, we end up deflecting all of the other great things in this world. And I think that is what's really important to understand here is that if you're always trying to be perfect, you will shut out so many opportunities, so many experiences, and so many other people. 
So let's talk about what healthy striving is then. So healthy striving is really about the 1% better attitude, understanding the compound effect, celebrating the little victories along the way, appreciating the effort and the process with self-compassion, really like delving into this idea that it doesn't have to be perfect as long as you're doing your best. It's about giving yourself due credit as well for getting out there and for giving effort. And healthy striving, like I mentioned before, it's self-focused. It's about working towards a goal based on your values. If you're working towards something, coming from a place of perfectionism, of I want this because I want other people to like me, eventually you'll get tired of hating on yourself and get tired of wanting people to be approving and you'll quit. But if you're self-focused, if you're working towards your goals based on your values, I want to show up as a kind, compassionate, energetic mom, right? That is a very healthy way to strive from that foundation of values. So I think part of healthy striving is knowing what your values are in the first place. I also think that healthy striving is learning from experiences, as I mentioned before, having that growth mindset. So let's just do a bit of a recap. Perfectionism, setting standards beyond reach and reason, never feeling satisfied by anything less than perfect, feeling depressed or disappointed when faced with failure being preoccupied with fear of failure or disappointment, seeing mistakes as evidence of unworthiness, lack, or not enoughness, and becoming overly defensive when you're criticized. Healthy striving is setting standards that are within reach, setting process goals, not just looking for the outcome. A process goal would be, I'm going to do 10,000 steps, drink three liters of water, and eat five servings of vegetables a day. That's your process goal. The outcome goal is what the perfectionist would focus on, which would be, I want to lose 20 pounds. So setting process goals, bouncing back quickly when we feel like we have made a mistake and learning from that, being open and receptive to helpful and constructive feedback, keeping a normal amount of excitement and anxiety around failure, because I think that it's good to have that there. Having some uncertainty and unknowns in your life is important, not knowing if you're going to be able to succeed and really pushing for that. So those are the two opposing systems within perfectionism versus healthy striving. And I really believe that by adopting a mindset of healthy striving, we can and will achieve all of our goals. And perfectionism will likely trap you in a place where you are fearful to take action, that if your diet's not perfect, you don't want to do it at all. That if you can't make it to the work to the gym five times a week, you're not going to go. I think that perfectionism ultimately holds us back prevents us from growth, prevents us from opportunity, prevents us from human connection. And healthy striving is this ability to zoom out. You know, like I like the zoom out analogy where you look at a little squiggly line going up a graph and you zoom out and that line is on an upward trajectory. But if you zoom in to one little downward curve in that upward trajectory, you'll think that that line is going downwards, downwards trend. And we often do that in our lives. Oh, I failed. I suck. I'm failing. But if we zoom out, we can see that that is just a part of the process and a part of our experience. Hey, you guys, I hope this podcast was helpful today. I really like talking about mindset related stuff, but I, of course, am going to have more and more people coming on this podcast with knowledge and expertise and other beautiful brains that can share with me and share this platform too. I know that in the next podcast episode, I actually have one of our head coaches, Logan Grundy, who is also an acupuncturist coming on to talk to us about acupuncture, which I'm really excited for. So make sure you tune in next week. 
these podcast episodes come out 8 a.m. PSD every single Friday. Peace, love, and personal growth, my friends, and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Your Vibrant Life Podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at Health Pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click Let's Work Together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life. The Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good.